Me, Episode 32, Finding My Voice. Misfits, it's Kate and Ivy, and welcome back to Atonement for Me. So it's just me today after quite a crowded couch, but we're going to talk about something that has been an ongoing education for me. And that is finding my voice. And it seems like such a small thing because everybody can talk. Everybody has a voice, but to find a voice that is you and to have people listen to it, that isn't something that just <laughs> happened overnight to me. I grew up quite quiet. I made a lot of observations about people, but growing up, when I voiced my opinions, it would be, but you're bossy, but you're too loud, but you're too opinionated, but you're to, to something. It was always to something. And if you get used to your voice being critiqued just for making any kind of comment, you become quieter. You're more selective with the things that you say you formulate them differently because you want to be more impactful than just spewing things. You want to mean what you say. But as a quiet child who is raised with respect your elders, don't talk back, that is a really conflicting concept, especially in my head at least, that I had to be silent and respect your elders or the people who are in authority just because they were in a position of authority. My voice doesn't matter. Right or wrong, I don't matter because the person of authority is the person in authority and that means that they're always right, whether you agree with them or not. So that is the environment that made me kind of question whether I had something to say because I'm just used to being quieted. And I didn't really realize how used to being dismissed I'd gotten until, oh my God, it was right when I first moved to Halifax. So it would have been like seven years ago now. And I was hanging out with my new 
roommate and he had a bunch of his buddies come over and we were just hanging out, having conversation, playing chess. It was just me and a whole bunch of guys, but I'm used to that scenario. It wasn't anything that should have been threatening to me. And then we got talking about female inequality. Well, we didn't get to talking about it. They began to talk about it. And they were spewing all of these ideas about women that I'd never heard before. I'd never met any female like that before. And when I said, guys, what are you, what are you talking about? That's not how it is. They said, no, 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 shh, listen, you don't know what you're talking about. Sir, as the only female in the room of males who are discussing female issues, I feel like I am the only qualified person in this room to have an informed opinion on how females gain equality. It is not just a simple switchboard where you just plug in a whole bunch of cables and be like, fixed. I got the problem fixed. Because that's how they were talking. Well, if girls just did this, and well, it wouldn't be such an issue for them if they just thought like this. In front of a girl. In front of a girl who was looking at them and saying, can we take a pause for a second and let's review what you're saying? Because it's problematic. And I was dismissed and told I didn't know what I was talking about. And that if I just listened, obviously I would see the light. And that was the first time in my life that I had been in a room and I'd been talked to like that. And this time, I didn't see them as a position of authority. I didn't see them as somebody that I had to obey and silently protest. I saw human beings disregard my existence. That conversation went on for what seemed like years. Because at the beginning, I tried to participate in the conversation. But as the soapboxes continued, I just stopped talking. And nobody noticed that I had even ceased to ceased to participate in the conversation. And I'm just sitting there with my eyes wide and there are tears just streaming down my cheeks. And my roommate was just watching me. And the look of shock and horror on his face, because while I was realizing that I had as much right as anybody in the room to speak my piece, that I am an equal, that I am a human being, and that I deserved 
to be heard. He was witnessing a censorship that he hadn't ever had to confront. He'd never been questioned by anybody just for being a male. No one had ever come up to him and have him speak his piece and then them say, no, no, that's not it, you need to prove it. Or, no, 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 you just don't understand. This is how your story is. It was degrading. And it was so embarrassing. And when they left and my roommate just sat on the couch with me and we both cried. And that was one of the most impactful moments of my life is I was seen. Somebody saw me and didn't dismiss me when everybody else were. And he saw behaviors that are socially accepted and tolerated and perpetuated all the time under his nose. But because it wasn't something that directly affected him, he didn't have to examine that situation. He didn't need to be prepared for that situation. But I did. And I hadn't realized that I had been actively taking a back seat because I was, I didn't feel that my voice was worth being heard. It was quieted for a reason. There had to be a reason. I'm being too sensitive. I'm being too bossy. My tone isn't appropriate. I shouldn't be making comments on these things. But in that moment, I realized that I have a voice just the same as anybody else and that I'm allowed to have a voice just as anybody else. And I've been having and hearing a lot of conversations, especially recently, because we are in a time where we are re-examining our current culture and society, and it is being put under a microscope. And time and time again, I see a post and then I see people commenting, or I have friends who will just analyze it privately, not necessarily online, but discuss it. And a lot of men particularly say, well, why didn't she just do this? Why didn't she just say this? It's disrespectful for females to say yes when they mean no, they should just say it. Those females 
might not have known that they had a choice to speak at all, to have an opinion to say yes or no. Because I've been in that position. I know what it's like to have that training to disregard myself because I've been taught that I don't matter. So why would I assume that other people realize that about themselves? Because I see it time and time again, girls, or I'm making generalizations here and I really shouldn't, but I'm speaking from my experiences. And these are the things that I tend more to discuss with females is the disregard. Why would we think we had a voice if we've just been disregarded our whole lives? The survival instinct is to submit. You might not. You might not see what you're saying as something that could trigger somebody else or that other people place more importance on. But if you didn't have to examine it and you could ignore it and somebody brought up to you that it was an issue for them, that doesn't, because it's not an issue for you, doesn't make it not an issue. And it's very difficult to portray boundaries and to set boundaries for yourself if you don't think that you have the right to do so because you've had a lifetime of other people tearing your boundaries down, telling you you don't have boundaries, that people can just, can just do this and you should accept it. It's hard to speak out if you don't realize that you can speak. And that's just the tea.